I don't either. That's why you hear me say something, something like a Georgia peach tree. And you know I will make up my own words. Yes, you will. But yours will be vulgar. I've I, I done better. <laughs> Jesus is helping me do better. Jesus is helping you. <laughs> He's helping you uh, change the vulgar lyrics. He is. <laughs> Even though I still haven't changed uh, the, the song from her. What was it? I don't. I, when I hear the song, I can't hear anything else. You think she's saying something about her vagina? What, was she, well, what is the song? I, when I hear the song, I'll know. But and now I can't hear the song. Oh, she's talking about the pillow. By and her? you think she's saying the other P word. Oh, that's right. Lay, lay your head, head on, on my, my pillow. pillow. And you thought he, she was saying lay your head on my... Because it sounds like it. But she's saying pillow say, not poo. But I think she did say. that on purpose. <laughs> Because I think the average person probably thought what that she said. What song is it? Uh, whatever her song is, like, lay your head on my pillow. What? What? It's not that fast. It's slow. No, I know it is, but I, all, I, all I can think is the pillow part, because that's how I remember. But it sounds like she said, lay your head on my pillow. But it's a, she, she, I never heard that till she said it. Now I can't unhear it, ever. <laughs> I can never unhear it. So don't tell them, because they'll never be able to unhear it. Because now it tortures me every time I hear the song. I want to know. <laughs> hey, you guys. Uh, I am Kelsey Lynn, your host, and welcome to the Glass Hearts podcast. We are over here looking up a song because <laughs> my boo be uh, making up her own lyrics and just doing her own thing. And so we over here tripping with these words. Because it really sounds like she said, lay your head on my say. <laughs> but once you know the song, like I don't want y'all to hear it because you can't hear it. Once she tells it to you, you just you stuck with that with her name. version forever, <laughs> forever. So it's just like, no, I don't want to hear. Lay your head on my punani. <laughs> it's giving me the song. Oh, it's comfortable. Yes, that one. Oh, I love that song too. You can't play it too long because they'll they'll turn you off. See, so watch. If it says, so, um, lay your head on my pillow. Um, lay your head on my pillow. Say, ooh. So the whole time, I, I thought she was that. saying, lay your head on my Say, ooh. And I was like, <laughs> so I was in the shop singing it. And she stopped and was like, what you say? And I was like, she said, lay your head on my And she was like, no, that is not what they, she says. And I was like, Yes, it is. <laughs> I wouldn't even expect her to say that either. But I that's what I was telling them. I was like, she doesn't sing vulgar music. Mm-hmm. But that's- I thought it was like one of those like cute little ways for her to be vulgar. Mm. I don't even. She was trying that. to. Yes, you sorry. thought she was trying to like slide it in, in there. My bad. My bad. Okay, well, <clears throat> that is hilarious. So let's let's play off of that since we're on this subject and we're talking about discipline, right? We were talking about how, you know, God is, like, working on us in different areas and working. in different ways. Because there have been times where, in vulgar times, you just be like, lay your head on my pillows. And you'd be like, ooh, Jesus, hallelujah. You That's know, you got to bring it back in. Yeah. I had right to stop there. listening to, you know, to certain music for a I had to stop listening to Jill Scott for, like, two years. Because every time I listen to, like, her older albums, I'd be like, yeah, you want to make a phone call. 
really fun. So what you doing right. tonight? That's why I didn't go to her concert. I think we talked about that last episode. I think we did talk about I that. Think, I was like, we had tickets and everything, and I was so excited. And I was like, I can't go. But it doesn't, I can tell where I am right now in my walk. It doesn't affect me so the now, same way. Because I've taken a break. Like I, but, but I also, when I listen to certain songs, like I will skip certain things. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So or like, I won't sing out of my mouth. Certain I just got to skip it because <laughs> all together. Because even some of the songs, like, you know, by Tank. No, okay, so for me, what is it? Uh, uh, when Flow Tree was out and they, that Say Yes song. Oh, yeah. I just have to, like, skip the entire middle because it yeah. just seems like they was in the studio actually getting mm-hmm. something done. I just have to skip the whole and song. And it just sounds like I'm I- intruding. On your yeah, privacy, that a whole middle section of the song, like, skip, 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 yeah. skip, skip, skip. I'm not torturing myself, so I'll just skip it. That girl. So, that yeah, part. I, think, I think discipline with me now is just uh, food. Okay. So, the first, I'm going on a 30-day workout for a minimum of 30 minutes. No meats, no sweets. No alcohol. And it's not the Daniel fast. I'm not fasting because okay. fasting and just pulling back are two different things. Lifestyle change. The lifestyle change. So I'm, I just really want to do a reset because God has really told me that everything that I want is on the other side of discipline. Mm-hmm. And so if I can discipline myself in my food, that will help me with my time because then I have to prepare yeah. um, food. Get your mic a little closer. And that will help me with money mm-hmm. because, you know... The life that we live yeah. and how we work, it's easy. Our money is fast. Yeah. You know, our it money comes is fast. in. And if you're not disciplined, you're not disciplined with, how you with take it, care of it, it'll be gone yeah. as fast as you can. And got it. fast money comes fast and it goes even faster. Yeah. So, um, because you think, don't have the discipline to structure no. yourself. And last month I spent, I'm not going to even say, how much money I spent on fast food. You were food. out of town too. Well, I was out of traveling. town, but even like before that, um, I was so in one week. I realized that I was spending three hundred dollars on fast food. Breakfast yeah. at a certain breakfast place was twenty two dollars. Yeah. So you do that five days a week, yep. and then lunch, ten or fifteen dollars here or there, and then my favorite snack in the whole wide world, chips and salsa. Yeah, you do that three or four times, mm-hmm. and then if I wanted lemonade, you know. Mm-hmm. That's four or five dollars. Yeah. So you do that five times a week. Multiply that you multiply. That adds up. Yeah. And I was like, okay, if I could save that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would be. I would have money, money, and I could really live the life that I want to live. Yeah. So you know, God has just really been like disciplined, and it was so funny because I was um, asking God to show me in His Word, and He really did show me. Like, I've just been all over the place in my Bible. And that very next day after he told me that, I literally opened the Bible. And the first verse that I read had to deal with discipline. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, you're not playing with me. I know one thing for me was he was specifically telling me, he was like, same thing, you eat out too much. But my discipline has been to, like, start cooking more. Uh Because it's like... I have the ingredients at home, but the issue is I don't always make the time mm-hmm. to do it because I work late hours. I'm there like all night, mm-hmm. you know. So when I time I get home, I want to go to bed. Yeah, I wanna I'm gonna go shower. to bed. I want to go to bed. I want to do my face wash routine so I look like I'm two forever mm-hmm. and go to bed. That's it. I'm not yeah. sitting up for another hour, hour and a half cooking mm-hmm. uh, lunch for the week, you know. And even with your face, your nightly routine. 
being disciplined I with that don't every even, night. Like I <laughs> like my time is so out of control because I've I've been living this like fly by the seat of my pants for so long, which is so toxic. Mm-hmm. I, I hate using toxic because that's such like a buzzword right now. But it's um till now, like as an older woman, mm-hmm. I realized like dang, like I as you know, when I was in my twenties. I used to do those things, but now I'm like, you don't care. I don't, I don't. And I'm like, but no, because I sell beauty. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm in the beauty industry. So right. how does this, how do you not like do this? Care about you it tell, all yourself. Exactly. Yes. And then the thing is, is that for so long I've taken care of everybody, else. everybody else and everything else. And then I put myself last. And I, I think we have to learn, like you're saying, how, what does it look like? To put me first. Right. And that was something that I just learned a couple of years ago. And I was like. I'm still learning. Oh, it's, it's still something to get used to. Because, like you said, most of our lives, we haven't been taking care of us. Mm-mm. We've been taking care of other Everything people. Everything else. And so, it's like, okay, it's still something I'm not used to. But yeah. it's something that it is conscious and in the forefront of my yep. mind. Like, no, I have to do this for me. Yep. I have to take care of me. Yeah. You know, because if you don't take care of you, who, who's going to do it? And then, so this is, this is, this is where I get myself. Like I have on shorts today. Mm-hmm. Don't zoom in on my legs. <laughs> I have not shaved my legs. And the camera zooms <laughs> in. <laughs> right. No. Like I, and then I have on closed toe shoes because I haven't made the toe, a pedicure appointment. Okay. You know what I mean? So it's, it, it comes at me fast where yeah. it's like those things that normally are a part of my life. It's like I slowly but surely on the back burner and it's like why like like why mm-hmm. a pedicure is an hour you know I can shave my own legs I can sugar my own legs I can wax my own legs what is stopping you but it's just time because I'm always so tired so I was just like okay God like I'm, I'm tired of being tired like physically tired but even in like my discipline I tell God I said I understand you want me to stop eating out but I need you to keep my nails and my fingers in the budget Okay, like I need to, <laughs> I it's need to have the these fingers and toesies yeah, done. It's in the it budget. It needs to be in the budget, Lord. So I, that's something that budget. he has kept because I have asked him for that. But he was like, you better quit eating out though. Yeah. So I thank God for that because that's at least once a month. I don't stick to the budget. I Yeah, that's why. So when that happens, I'd be like, all right, Lord, I understand. You want me to be more disciplined. But can um can you incre- increase the income? Hallelujah. But I feel like he's not going to increase my income if I'm not disciplined with what I have now. Yeah, I mean, I don't think you have to be perfect. I think I you don't have, even to, be have to be willing. I'm willing. Because he's increased mine. <sighs> he's, it's I a mean, desire yeah. of your heart. He's he increasing will. it. Thank God. <laughs> it's a desire of your heart. But I know that there could be more. And there can. And I feel like as we, I think it's always a test, too. As yeah. we get more, he'd be like, okay, I'm giving you more. How are you going to steward it? Right. Oh, do we need to go back? Right. Or can you handle it now? I just, I just, I need to just. <laughs> but I'm I'm done. The fact that I even say that I have a budget is huge. Yeah. And I used to be a very good saver. Like, save. You would swear I didn't have no money. Because I'm like, nope, I got it. Like, I'm not. I just. But then I hit some. I don't know what happened. I don't know. But then it was just like, okay, I want it. I got it. I want it. I got it. And I'm not big on, like, purses. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, my thing is, like, tennis shoes lip gloss experiences, you know, getting my hair done, little stuff like that. Like little knickknacks here and there. But the little knickknacks adds they, up. They, they do. And I think we find something to spend our money on at any point in time. Because, you know, 
Back in the day, it might be some clothes, might be some shoes. And shoes. And now we over here buying velvet hangers and right. organizers for the closet because, right. oh, I've got new dishes today. It's how you right. know you like an mm-hmm. adult now because you're mm-hmm. happy about dishes and right. hangers. And buying new... Uh, Tupperware. Rearranging your room. Yeah. And buying new uh, comforter why, sets. Why did I just get a whole new laundry basket set that mm-hmm. don't even look like it? has any laundry <laughs> in it but it's just aesthetically pleasing and i'm just so yeah. happy i oh, spent oh, your gold dollars your what your gold weight oh yeah my gold weight <laughs> um i have gold hangers um from amazon that i hang my hats on i just got um, my wooden wardrobe. and the silver hangers Ooh, those, are nice. those are nice yeah so it's like little things like that i got like a gold lamp for my reading for my books so i have like a a gorgeous gold lined pink chair. See, and it's stuff. And I have like up. a gold light, yeah, and I'll just be I like know. aesthetically like, oh, I love, yeah. love my favorite chair. That see, that's how you know me. like you're an adult now. Exactly, exactly. Because <laughs> we love those like weird things. People are like you, you got a chair and you're happy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Have you sat in it? <laughs> and then a couple of months later, you have a whole lot of clothes in the chair. That's where <laughs> we like are right now. Yeah. That's exactly where we are. And then there's where discipline kicks in. Yeah, Moni will. Hallelujah. Okay, so let's go deeper into this, right? Um, where was it in our childhood that we were maybe lacking in discipline? Like, where did we not receive the discipline that we were supposed to receive as kids that now we have to make ourselves, you know, restructure our minds or our brains because it wasn't taught? My mom. My mom did everything. Like most, like, so we had responsibilities, but they were loose. Okay. So my mom, she would wash our clothes, fold them, and then put them on a foot of our bed. Mm -hmm. So all I had to do was put them away. Mm -hmm. And my mom wasn't a stickler on like, put your stuff away now. Mm -hmm. So like legit, I would put myself on the side of the bed Mm -hmm. to make it feel like somebody else was in the bed with me because I love that comfort. Mm -hmm. And I still do that to this day. Like a whole You actually do do that. I do. To this day. So a whole load of clothes. Will stay in my bed, yeah. and I would and be like, clean, just clean. unhung. They just unhung, <laughs> um, not folded, but I'll literally like line it by me so that it will feel like somebody is next to me. Yes. So I don't. I I think you know. I look at that. You know, my mom washed my clothes, but then on the flip side, I had you better put them clothes away so it could be somebody else laying next to you now. <laughs> so ooh, that, that's the somebody came and told me that lay next to you. So somebody actually told me that she was like. You ha- you have to make room for somebody to come yes. in, and then I was thinking like to come in where like this room fits me, and she was like, "Well, do you want a husband or not?" And I was like, "I do," and she was like, "Well, you have to make room for him energetically." Yes. Energe- and so I I've lately I've been putting my clothes away, um, and making my bed. So making my bed has been a huge thing for me because I did not make my bed as a kid, but my sister. Um, I have two sisters, and they are both very neat, um, OCD. Like, my oldest sister, she turns her things a certain way in the cabinet. They're by, like, height-wise, and I'm not like that. I'm more of the creative. So I like things kind of, like, unorganized, but it's like an organized, unorganized chaos. Like, that You know me, where it is. But it's art to me. You know what I mean? Like, I, it's just, that's just how I like it. But, and my little sister is the same way. Like, she's the organized queen. And she would, but also my little sister would come and clean my room, too. Like, even as an adult to this day, 
my little sister will come and clean my room and organize my stuff. Like, I will go to work and come home and everything has a place. And I'm like, how do you even know that that has a Like, why would you even think to put that that where? Like, in that space. It doesn't make sense to so me. So here's my issue. I have both of those sides. I don't. I have this extremely organized, I know where it is, I know what color it should be, and I know what oh, no. line it is. But then I have that creative side where my stuff is everywhere, right? And so... For me, my dilemma when it comes to discipline is creating structure. Because if I spend too much time having to do something, I get overwhelmed with it. I'm tired of it. I'm like, I don't want to do this no more. Or if it's going to take me that long, I get consumed in it. And that's all I'm doing. So if it's a cleaning day, most likely the whole day I'm going to clean. Instead of like a few minutes or a few hours. So with the laundry basket, I, I was like, God, show me a structural way where I don't have to worry about this taking hours and so what I did was the laundry basket I have is wood at the top and it's like that that light nice like a uh, beigey type wood mm-hmm. and so at the bottom there's four compartments and so the four compartments are to, for color coded because I I you know wash my clothes according to black gray neutral colors uh anyway. colors underwear that kind of thing and then at the top since it's like a shelf I put in my aesthetically a pleasing room I have those same colors in like cute little square baskets I have three square baskets for any of the other smaller loads so when I put take my clothes off instead of just throwing them in one laundry basket they're already color-coded oh that wore me out so all so so what it does is this let me tell you what it does because it's already color-coded I know once it's full Take it, wash, wash. It. it's already separated. I don't have to do anything but take it out and separate it. Oh, I'm wearing nude today. Throw it in the nude basket, we're out. I need the Amazon link to this. I got you, <laughs> sis. I got, it's so, yeah, and it's I, beautiful. Yeah, no. And it doesn't look like it has laundry in it. It just looks nice and it's aesthetically pleasing. You would never know. And then once it's full, I go, oh, it's time to do laundry. And I just take that basket and do it so I'm not consumed by clothes. Because I can have like seven loads of clothes yes. easily. Yeah. With clean clothes in my closet. That's yeah. why I don't yeah. do laundry. Yes. Mm-hmm. But my issue is I'm the same where I like things organized, but I also have like that chaotic yes. creative side. But I spend too much time trying to find the process mm. that I procrastinate. And I was going like, to say that. I don't, I, I feel like you I get can't. Over, you get overwhelmed yeah, with the thought. Overstimulated, but then at the same time, I feel like I can't do what I need to do if it's not organized. Exactly. Like it's like you feel stifled it. either way. Yeah. It's so yeah. that's why I was like, God, give me a structure so I don't have to spend years on laundry when I'm doing this. And I was like, this is so perfect. Literally, all I got to do is slide a little crate out, throw it in, it's empty, and put it back. Mm-hmm. Everything's clean. It didn't look like I did anything different. And it's already color-coded and separated. I don't have to do anything extra. Yeah, it's like I the perfect that. form of chaos for me because I just go, Womp. But I get lost in it, too. Like, yeah. cleaning out my closet, I'll find stuff, and then I'll start looking at it. You know, like, mm-hmm. I'll find that box of pictures that, you know, I haven't seen in, like, the last time I cleaned my closet. And then I'll look through it again. And You're I'll nostalgic, find, like, though. I am. I'll find, like, an old letter or an old card, yeah. and then I have to read it. And I'm like, oh. And then you should have so, a structural organization for putting those things away. No, I need to get rid of it. Oh, yeah. okay. When so, you go through your closet, do you find yourself looking at clothes where you're like, oh, I'm not gonna wear this no more, but I can yes. cut it up or tie it? That's all the that's time. That's all she does. That's, that's all the that time. That is all that she does. She's like, I'm gonna like, keep that. I'm gonna it. Yeah. I, so, like, I still have t shirts. Like, I love t shirts. So, 
instead of throwing a t-shirt away, I will cut it up, bleach it, throw some safety pins on it. Like, because to me, it's like, why do I need to throw this away and then go and buy more? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And, and because that's how, you know, t-shirts, tennis shoes, anything comfortable, that is me. So now I'm like, I don't need to go and buy anything else. I have a whole dresser legit full of t-shirts. Like, I can have a dresser full of t-shirts, and then I have, you know, like one little drawer with, like, my undies in it. So it's just like, um, so now I'm in a stage of, like, getting rid of stuff. Yeah. Because when my dad passed, I had to go through a lot of his stuff, and I was like, why why did he hold on to this? Mm -hmm. So now I'm kind of like, I don't need to hold on to all of these things. I just need... The necessities. Yeah. So I'm like legit in the phase of, okay, when's the last time that you wore that? One, can you even fit it? You know what I mean? Like it's been sitting here for so long. Just give it away or, you know, donate it or, and just let it go. Because if you're not wearing it, you're not using it. That means that you don't need it. So I'm like that. Um, that's where I am now. Mm-hmm. So that is helping me to, one, have less things that I need to clean up and go through. But I do become nostalgic in, like, finding things. Like, I always find um, things in my purse, you know, like purses. Mm-hmm. I love purses, too, and bags. So, like, we just came back from a cruise, and I had a bag. And I think in the bag was, like, my grandson's um, his key card for the room. Okay. And so instead of me just, like, throwing the key card out because in my mind I want to make a photo album for him with all the pictures you know his um key card for the room and stuff like that so he'll always have those things but it's like you're not going to do that right now yeah, throw that you know what I mean away. throw it away keep he the has pictures, the pictures throw the cards keep away keep the pictures throw like what like you don't need the card yeah. like it's not that serious so now I'm like okay but I'm at the stage where I can actually make that decision and then follow through with it versus like, well, let me keep the card in my purse. And then the next time, six months from now, when I look at this purse again, I'll just throw the card. It's like, no, just throw it away. Right. But I, mean, that I feel has like we're been... talking about a deep cleaning, which is where the nostalgia and stuff comes. And then just the regular maintenance of mm-hmm. cleaning. But I'm nostalgic with, with a lot of things. Like, you don't even have to be a deep cleaning. Whoa. She's just like that way, really? period. I am like, very, yes. It could be a nail. Man, this is the nail that uh, my dad I, I used to hold up my like, picture frame. The memories. When, like, I'm a very touchy-feely person. So, like, experiences, when I see something, it automatically plays in my mind. When I hear certain things, I remember, like, the first time I heard it or how I felt you know, when I heard it. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's, I'm just, that is just me all the mm-hmm. time. Like, even in my shop, when I look at things from, like, when I first, you know, opened, um, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I, rem-, you know what I mean? Like, I remember, or this person sat there and said this, or when people come back, it's like, I remember, like, oh, this is your second time, remember the first? And then when people come in, they're like, you've done so much stuff, like, it's changed. So I'm, I, I think I'm just like that. Or when we were in the shop together, she would play the same song oh, yeah. ten I'm times. I'm and then a song I liked, I was over. I like that, too. But ten times. yeah. Like, and then I gotta break the song times. down for you. Like Let's I gotta tell you my it. favorite part. 
and then I got to tell you, like, okay, listen to this part. Like, watch. She going to take it. from the top. Yes, and then start it over. <laughs> yes. I, That's but this one, really. she'll be like, I'm not listening to this again. I'll be like, okay, wait. One more time. <laughs> and then it would turn into, like, five because, more times. Because the songs that she would pick would be so emotionally drawing. Mm-hmm. And she's in a space that I'm not in. And I'm like, I don't want to go down there. I don't want to go that with the direction you go in. Like, I don't want to change the when song. When Damage first came out, I played that song. Oh, oh she yeah. played it. Oh, I, I didn't even get to hear the song yet. Yeah. She For, was telling me the lyrics. Yeah. I was like, Damn. I was going, I played 10 times. Oh, too. Damage? I will play that over and over again. I didn't even get to like it yet because she <laughs> overdid it for me when I first heard it. It wasn't, can you play the song and listen to it? It was, did you hear that part? No, because you're talking to me. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, wait, wait, okay, watch when she said this. I was, and then I'll be like, I missed it. What? Okay, we can play, we play it again. Play oh. <laughs> and then you singing it loud. Yeah, so she loud. Still can't loud, off key, smacking. Oh, smacking wrong word. And then she does one of these. She does one of these. Woo! And I'll be like, oh my God. And then she scares you with it because you don't know when it's coming. It's okay. Oh, fire in heaven. But, okay, let's go a different direction with this because discipline is such a a broad spectrum, you know, and I feel like you can kind of really go in different areas with it. So I'll say just for me recently, you know, I have been more disciplined in my dating life about setting boundaries and meaning them with guys. Like, when I say this, this is what I mean, and I'm not playing with it. And so um, I was out of town in D.C. Um, a company flew me out to work with them for an event, and me and one of the other... Um, That's exciting. It was exciting. It was nice. D.C. is gorgeous. So if you haven't been, y'all, we need to take Did you go to the museum? No, I was there for work. We didn't have that much time. But we did get to see, like, the monuments. We got to see the White House. We got to see all those things. I got to talk to Secret Service, y'all. Oh, and they weren't mean. Some of them was cute. Yes, I did take pictures. I was like, I know you at work, so I'm not going to distract you because you might think that I'm here to distract you and then shoot me. We're not going to do that. <laughs> so, but anyway, <laughs> hi. Anywho, um, being there. I shoot you. I know. <laughs> listen, listen, I watch too much TV. Anywho, uh, being there. Uh, we took an Uber over there. And so, because walking would have just taken too long, and we, we did it at night, so all the lights on the monuments were up, and it was just gorgeous. But going over there, the guy who drove us was, like, really kind of cute. He was single. He was like, hey, how you doing? What's up? Que pasó, hombre? What's up? So did he speak Spanish? No, he didn't speak Spanish. It was just me. So he was, he was Pakistanian. <laughs> he was Pakistanian. Anywho. Oh, did y'all know? Or is this a thing? Am I misinformed? I always thought that Pakistan was considered the Middle East. He said it's more considered Asian. Does anybody have any? Why are you, why are you speaking Spanish? Well, no, 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 that's just me. the fact no. that she was speaking Spanish to the Pakistani, too. <laughs> I'm, no, 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 that's just, I, wasn't, I was not literally speaking Spanish to him. I'm speaking Spanish to y'all. Oh, okay, okay. I am okay. explaining so how I was him feeling. Okay. No, I did not tell him que paso. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying, what's up? But I'm saying, okay, Paso instead. Gotcha, gotcha. That's what I'm saying. Anywho, um, but for real, do, do y'all have y'all heard of that? Pakistanians oh, being considered more Asian because than Middle Eastern. No, I didn't know that. And so I thought, I, I just what? thought they were considered, you know, according to history, Middle Eastern. You know, and so he said they considered themselves more Asian. I said, what? Hmm. I've never heard of that. I've never heard that in my whole life. I've never heard that in my life. Anywho. That's just a sidebar, right? Uh. So um, talking to him or whatever, um, 
He gave me oh. his number. So it actually says South Asian from India, Pakistan, <laughs> Sri Lanka, and more. Okay, good to know. I like being educated. East Asian from China, Japan, Hong Kong, North Korea, South Korea, and more. Okay, so they are considered South yeah, Asian. Yeah, South okay. East That's Asian that good old American from Cambodia, Vietnam. Period, because America have you like right. the Philippines Do the and more. Mm-hmm. What? See, now you confuse me. What's happening? I was just reading this. Like, I never would have known that. I never knew that either until after talking to him. Okay, let me but either way, he was cute, that. and he was single. And I was like, oh, you're cute. I'm here for a couple of days. Maybe we can, like, have dinner or whatever. And so we got each other's numbers or whatever. And so, you know, usually when you pick up an Uber, you pick up another Uber. But he was like, hey, when you guys are ready to go back to your hotel, call me. I said, okay, I sure will. No problem. And so we did such, and they made me sit in the front because they were like, we Dang, don't they sit just in. threw you up there? Well, I mean, the other girl was sitting in the front, but obviously since there was interest between him and I, it was only like, I guess, right or whatever. So any case, anywho, we had been chatting on my phone. My phone was dying because I didn't charge it, and so I told him. Um, so we had been chatting on my phone until my phone died, and then we called him on a, one of the other girl's phones. And so he picked us up, and it was probably like at 12 at night to go back to the hotel because we were having fun you know, looking at everything. And um, when we go back to the hotel, because we were in two different hotels. Mine was down the street. They were like, are you okay by yourself? I was like, I was feeling his vibes. I'm okay by myself. Otherwise, I'd walk. But yes, I'm good. And so um, he was like, is this where you're staying? And I'm like, yes. I feel like you're still in in, in the Asian part. I am, but I'm listening. Are you you sure? You know, I can... (laughs) I'm a grandma. I can, I can. You can do two things at the same time? Yeah, I'm just so fascinated with this. Oh, hilarious. Anyway, so he says, oh, okay, there's a parking spot across the street. I'm like, why do you need a parking spot? That was me in my head. I didn't say it out loud. So I said, oh, okay. And so um, he was like, oh, I'm going to come in with you. I said, no, you're not. But he just volunteered himself. Right. Oh, yes, he did. He volunteered himself to come in to my hotel. I said, no, you're not. And I said, just like that. I said, no, you're not. And he was like, yes, I am. I said, no, you're not. What? I said, you can come into the lobby if you want to come in. We can chat. We can have a talk. And he was like, why? Like, he was, like, literally confused. <laughs> like, ain't so, nobody told him no before or something like that. Because we, we did have, like, some good vibes or whatever. We were talking or whatever. But what did he look like? Uh, a cute Pakistani. You so did he you look know? like Jesus? Like, like, cause you know how like some I'm lost. <laughs> you know how, like, <laughs> he did not mind. have a beard. Okay, <laughs> but you know what I mean when I say did he look like Jesus? Like, was he like dark skinned? Did he have dark curly hair? <laughs> His hair was cut off. He has no beard. Okay, short hair. <laughs> okay, there, there's no. Okay. He's okay, probably. But what is the vibe that was created that made him feel like I'm for sure coming up to the I don't think it was the vibe that's created. I think it's society and how we are today. You know what I'm saying? Like well, women just just being like, "Ooh, yes, I want to get it in. I'm out here for two days, really like and I ain't got to going? see you." Like, is it really that is life? That is real life. Like dating, like being a person who maybe more than you guys right now who have been actively dating. Yes, that is the vibe. But why would he just assume? Because apparently that is it has been his experience before, right? That's why he drive an Uber. 
That, no, we talked about that though. We did talk about that though. That is so funny you brought that up because we were all in the car and we were like, so why you drive Uber? Because our last Uber driver was basically saying he drives Uber to meet the ladies. And he was like, nah, I drive Uber to, to you know, make some extra cash and pay some bills. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm really confused. Wait for it. We ain't done. Okay. Anywho. So we're talking about discipline, right? And I, I've been working on cladding, cladding. Setting clear, crystal clear boundaries with people in general. And so there is no lines blur. There is no this is what it is, right? So um, I said, no, you can't come. You can't, you can't come in. No, but we can go into that hotel and we can talk in the lobby. So we walk in the hotel. He said, okay, cool. But he asked me why. He said, I said, because I have um, principles um, and I have um, boundaries. That's why. And he walked up into that hotel with me in the lobby. I've never heard such a thing. Right. Like, he was like, he literally sat there and thought, he's like, principles. Okay. Okay. And he, like, he digested it in his brain for whatever reason. So would he really want to give himself to you, not even knowing you, just based off of a vibe, like, from driving Uber? Period. I mean, we were talking the entire time. So we were talking on text for two hours, too. So while we were looking at the monuments and stuff like that, me and him were also just chatting and talking it up as well. So it wasn't like, hey, I saw you in the car and I, I want to give it to you. Uber? Oh, y'all had some hell of a chemistry for him to be. So, so I mean, like, we were, we were chatting, Kelsey, like, for Kelsey two. Kelsey's smart. Kelsey fine. Kelsey got good energy, too. So, of course, he yeah. wants to get as close to her as she can. She yeah. light. She bright. Yeah. we have, <laughs> right. Let's not forget all those parts, too. <laughs> not light, bright, mean. No, I, mean I get bright you. Energy, I know what you mean. Yeah, no, no. Yeah, yeah. But it was rhyming, so you was giving she me a fly. whole lot. We don't know what she had on. We know, baby, yeah. like, You know she dress. was fly. I, yeah. So, all, all of that, too. And he was excited. Yeah. And he was like, oh, yeah, I got to have this on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Because. You know, I I just go from like it's we just give ourselves fast. away like it's that. Way too fast, it is way too fast okay. because okay, let's go, let's back up. Uh, when we got out the Uber, because we were all talking in the Uber, because they were all like you said, they were gassing me up too. Oh yeah, Kelsey, da 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 da. da. I'm like, y'all ain't got to tell him everything. He can find some stuff out of himself, you know. So we leave the Uber, and he takes my number. I take his number or whatever, and he hugs me, um, and he kisses me. I was like, oh, I don't want you to. Oh, he kissed me on the cheek. I was like, "Wait, you moving fast, sir? You moving fast?" He was like, <laughs> "He was like, I just want you know, you know, to let you know that I'm like, okay, we ain't got to go that." I said, "Yeah, I've been out the dating game for a long time." Yeah, it's different. It is yeah, very different. Anywho, so we walk into this lobby, and obviously it was so funny because there was a, a black man uh, at the door, like security. He said. <laughs> you know, who says he sees a black woman and a Pakistani walking in together? He was like, "What is going on here?" But did he look Pakistani? Yeah, but he was cute though. Because Pakistanis are fine. Damn. Yeah, he like, was they, cute. they fine. I was like, "Yeah, they they fine. They skin is beautiful, mm-hmm. gorgeous the skin, hair. caramel mm-hmm. brown, the build. Yeah, their mm-hmm. build." Yeah, yeah, he was cute. So we sat on the couch or whatever, and we were talking and getting to th- – we had, like, we had a really great conversation. We, I think we were talking for, like, two hours. In the lobby. In the lobby. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. Hallelujah. 
And so um, I had gave him personally for me the cutoff time like two thirty because I had to be back up to go to work the next day because we were there for an event, right? So I'm like, I gotta get up and go to work. But if he's gonna sit here and talk to me and respect my boundaries, I'm gonna I'm gonna see what's up, you know. And you were in a hotel lobby. Yeah, huh? There was people in the hotel lobby too. Yeah. And so we talk for hours. We talk about stuff. And so we talk about his uh, his son. Right. And so I was like, oh, tell me more about your son. He was like, respectfully, if I'm going to be honest, I don't feel comfortable. Because I was like, because you don't know me. He was like, yeah, da, 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 da. And so I asked him this question. I said, so you don't feel comfortable. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with it because I understand your perspective. You don't feel comfortable talking to me about your son, but you feel comfortable going up to my room and sleeping with me. He was like, that's not the cell. Mm, this is more intimate than talking about your son. I didn't ask to meet your son. Mm-hmm. I was like, you know, just tell, tell me, me more something. about him. Mm-hmm. He was like, yeah. I was like, mm. yeah. I was like, you just want a quick, oh, and be out. Oh, that's what it's called now. No, that's what that's what I'm calling it. <laughs> I don't know how to do that one. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, you just want no, a quick any and out, and you uh-uh, want no, to be out. I don't know what I did. <laughs> I don't know what I did. Y'all know me. I don't know if I can do it again. Let me see. Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) But to me, it just sounds like you just want to sit here, talk to me so that I feel comfortable enough to let you up. You don't want to get that personal. You don't want to get you. you, That's your boundary talking about your son because you don't really plan on doing anything but doing what you planned on staying here for anyway. So... You know, he's he's like, oh, I got to go to the bathroom. I said, okay. I talked to security. I said, excuse me, do you have a bathroom in the lobby? Because <laughs> you're not coming to my room to use the bathroom. You're not going to know what floor I'm on. You're not going to do anything. I'm so sorry for you. No means no. And so um, he says, oh, yeah, there's one um, downstairs on the very first floor. I said, thank you, because we're on the second floor when you walk in, right? So we go downstairs. It's like a slew of bathrooms, Right. And so this is this is what turned me off, like really turned me off. Um, so the bathrooms, like you know, you have like big restrooms, especially for like um, people who have handicaps and things like Don't that, so they're larger. Yikes. No, no, he did not have nothing. So I was over here, he was over there, like where y'all were. That's where the bathroom is, right? I stay right here. And so the bathroom is big. So he says, "Hey," I said, "No, go use the bathroom." Nah, hey. He was like, "Come in." I was like, "No." But he wanted you to come into the bathroom. He wasn't done trying, huh? No respect. No respect. So you would have sex with me in the bath? So wait, okay. Time in out. a public bathroom? Time out. I don't even know you. It's not like we have a relationship and we just trying to be kinky. Like, yeah. I don't with even this, know you. But Okay, so because we're older. So that means you nasty. I'm sorry. But would this, nasty. <laughs> would this nasty. have been considered cute? Like, ah, if we were like 20 years younger? Cute? No. No. No, oh, I was just the only fast one. <laughs> okay, never mind. What age? What age? You said twenty years. So what? Twenty? She yeah. said twenty years younger. And you just met him. So okay, y'all cute? never had sex with somebody that y'all just met. I'm just saying, cute. You said, is it cute? It ain't cute. Not Would cute, you do it? But have you done? Like, it? Is it adventurous? Yeah, like I oh think a gosh, hotel room is it. adventurous. I think a bathroom is slutty. It's nasty. It's nasty. If you've done it, that's okay. Though. I, I, I don't know if you haven't done it. <laughs> I haven't done the bathroom. Not, not like that. I just. 
definitely think in 20s, uh, I just met you, I might do a one-night stand. Or right. Yes, I think that. But bathroom specifically, no, I've never no, done that. No, I think it's the bathroom that threw me off. It's one thing, you know. Especially if you have a hotel. You ha- I room, have a hotel It's like, what is, why the bathroom? Exactly. And the fact that you already have Said given no. him signs. And how old was he? We're the same age. Well, no, he's he's two years younger than me. So I don't think any of that mattered. You know, like I was like, for me, it was the respect quality, you know, and the reason because I've already clearly said multiple times that that's not what's going to happen. Right. And you're still pushing. But that's a, that's the a issue. That's like, you know, that's what men do sometimes. Yes. And I don't like that. I don't like it. And so the fact that you would resort to having, trying to have sex with me in a bathroom. Yeah. Yeah. To me, that just. After you already told him that you have principles. Right. But but that shows complete and utter disrespect for me. Like you have no respect for me. How many other people, how many other women have told him that they've had principles and morals and values and standards? And they have, because we did talk about that because we were talking about God too. And he was like, you know what I found? And I was like, what you found? He was like, all you girls that, you know, be talking about God real heavy and be real religious, y'all the freakiest ones. I said, oh, mm. really, are we? I said, I mean, I can't I can't say yay or nay because you won't experience that today. But uh, I hear you. That doesn't mean it's going to happen tonight. Sorry. And he believed that. He totally believed, he believed that. But for me, like, it's one thing you trying. It's another thing you try and get me into a bathroom. Yeah. That was where I was like, I'm over you. He don't even care. Because he right, it like, you're right. going to be here for two days. That's why I was like, I'm over it's, you. He's not losing out on anything, like, surface level, if, you know, if he gets it. But then there's, you know, all other things that he will lose out on and miss out on. I don't know. I, oh, my it's one thing if going. you were seriously, like, if he was seriously interested in you and tried and then realized it wasn't going to happen, but still wanted to get to know you and value you, that, then it would have been different. But that, he never valued. No, and that's what it showed me when he went for the bathroom situation. But that yeah. was from the get-go. Yeah. Even when he was like, he's going to come upstairs, and you was like, no, you're not. And he was like, yeah, I'm coming. And then with you inviting him into the hotel, he yeah, thought that like was like his was way still, in. Yeah, like, I can go park over there. Mm-hmm. That was his way in. And then it was the bathroom thing. And it was probably other little things in there that he said before the bathroom. But the bathroom thing was probably, like, going to be the thing to where he mm-hmm. thought he was going to catch you off guard. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. let's go to the bathroom. Yeah. Because most girls wouldn't have been like, oh, you know, let me ask somebody where the bathroom is. They would have been like, oh, okay, I'll take you up to my room. You know what I mean? Or I, if they didn't have one, every hotel has a bathroom, right? Yeah. Especially in the lobby. But you don't, but, you don't think like that, though. Oh, I do. When I told you I'm, you're not going to my room, I meant what I said. Not even for the bathroom, you have to go home. Exactly. If they didn't or have one in the lobby, is. oh, maybe you should go home. I, and that's, ahead, I think pee. that's where I'm tired. Um, that's the, the exhausting part in the whole dating thing. Yeah. It's, it's just the, like with your boundaries. Yeah. You know, I think it would be so much easier um, if to meet a man and you can just come out. Because sex is always going to come up, right? Like, we're adults. So, I mean, we're humans. It's not even about adults because kids have conversations about sex. So, but if I say that that's not where I'm at, don't internalize that as your 
your goal thing, your to goal like, to like take it from me. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and they do that. And they do that. And in my, in like, and not every my man, vulnerable we're not talking about part, every man. Yeah. And like, I, I think like in the vulnerable part, sometimes like you, you will meet somebody that's vulnerable. Mm-hmm. They're in a place and then they end up just like, okay, I really like this person. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go ahead and sleep with them. Or it'll be like, because this is what happened after. He was like, oh, okay, well, I'll just walk you to your door. I said, no, you won't. I'm going to walk you to that lobby. So he still okay, tried. He just, still tried. Yeah, I would have been over it. Because he was like, at that point, yeah. Because he was like, look at me. He was like, look at me. I don't make anybody do anything they don't want to do. And I was like, I, I understand that. So why are you so pressed? Period. Number one. Number one. But I said, I understand that. I said, I, I don't trust me. I don't. I, I take it off you. I don't trust me. And he was like, "If you can trust me, you can trust you." I said, "That's not I how that works." You. That's not how that works. But I'm about to walk you back down to this lobby, though, because who's to say we get up there and I'm trusting you, and then you tr- throw my trust out the window and do whatever have. you want to do. do. Obviously, that's what he was going to do. Exhausting. That's the part I think is exhausting, though. Is like his relentlessness. Relentlessness. I can't get it out. But y'all know that was it. That was it. Okay. And it's like the how long do they keep having the two hour conversations with you until you let up? When all and that's still their end game. So Mm -hmm. like for that, he had to do it in that one night because all he had was a night. But when you are talking and connecting with somebody, or you're thinking it's a connection or something deeper, and so you give it time and you hold your boundary until you feel comfortable, and then at the end you realize like he was just playing a long game with you to get that. Yeah. But how do you have the energy to even do that? How you had the time or the yeah. energy. I don't know. So you assume that they don't. You're like, oh, okay, well, he took this much time and respected it for this long. So maybe, you know, he – and they still be on the same. And that's still their heart. But uh, what does it say? What do they say? When somebody shows you who they are, believe them. Mm-hmm. The first time you show me, that's what I'm going to believe. I'm not going to believe the next week and the other week. Mm-hmm. This right here is where you're at your rawest, at your newest. I'm going to believe that person. So I was just, for me, I went through a moment once I actually got in the room. When he left and I actually went up into my room, because I didn't press the, the button that I was going to be on until I, I knew that he was way past hopping back in there. You know what I'm saying? Just because I felt, be honest with you, I felt a little triggered from my sexual assaults that I experienced. And so it, it was to the point where I kind of like locked myself in the bathroom for like 30 minutes. Mm. just to kind of like, because I knew what that could have been had something went the other way. Like, oh, okay, I'll trust you. We did talk for an hour. You were chill. You know, maybe we can watch a movie or just relax. And then it turns into something you never intended to turn into. You know what I'm saying? So I was triggered from some other experiences that I've had. And so I was like, you know what? It, one thing God had to sit me down, and he was like, you held your boundaries. You did good, right? And you're safe. And when he said you're safe, that was when I left the bathroom. Because, like, the windows that I have, they're, like, open, so you can kind of, like, see through them, and they're not that far from where we were. So I was thinking in my head, what if he walks past? What if he sees me? What if he knows where my room is? What if he, Like, all these different scary thoughts came into my head, and I just kind of hid myself in the bathroom for, like, 30 minutes. God was like, you're good. You're safe. 
you held your boundaries, you said no, nothing happened, you're okay. And I think sometimes, you know, we need those reminders when we create those disciplines, when we stand by the things that God is telling us to do, and it doesn't always feel good or it doesn't always feel safe or it doesn't feel like that I made the right decision or I think I made the right decision, but why do I still feel like this? You know what I'm saying? I think it's those moments where it's like, you're good, you made the right decision, you stood up for yourself, you're safe. It was kind of like what we talked about in the last episode where you said the process of rebuilding and, like, being able to feel comfortable and confident to go back into these spaces of dating and talking to men without, like, I mean, you you may be triggered regardless, but just Mm -hmm. feeling like it's okay to go back into those spaces without just, like, completely cutting yourself off of it, Right. Which is not easy to do. And it's not. Like, I, I met another guy just by, you know, happenstance and him smiling and he seemed like a really nice guy and in the back of my head I'm like are you are you a sexual abuser too like and like that's me in the back of my head like who are you really are you hiding too but that's something that you kind of like have to like fight those triggers because it's like oh such and such smiled such and such said they believe God but they still did this that that and that to me you know and so it's one of those moments where God is just like increasing my discernment so I don't look at necessarily trusting the person but trusting him and trusting what he's telling me to do and he's like when I tell you to leave leave when I tell you to go here go here when I tell you time is up time is up you know because I'm protecting you in certain ways and I feel like that in its way is your spiritual discipline you know it's one thing to you know clean your house and to make sure things are on point and to make sure, you know, you're keeping yourself and your health right. It's another thing to be listening to God and to be obedient to his spirit when he's saying, remember when I told you to lock that door? Remember when I told you to go back and get those keys? Because you didn't have time to go back and now you can't do or you're missing opportunities or you put yourself in a situation or, you know what I'm saying? I think that spiritual discipline is also something that is something that is very necessary and needed in this day and age, just with how everything is going. So. Yeah, I think um, that's the importance of, like, when God says, train up a child in me. I think we've, you know, we've, like, missed it. And where people, this generation of parents want to say, I want to do things different Mm -hmm. from, like, my parents. But I think about, like, the generations before us and how close to God they were. Mm -hmm. You know, I like not everybody's grandparents were in church praying grandparents, but most people that I talk to have that experience. They held on to God in such a way and they trained up those kids. And then, you know, even though God has been there from generation to generation to generation, there has been something where each generation has kind of let go. You know what I mean? Like a little bit more. And so I think like we feel ourselves and we even unknowingly um, give our kids, like, false sense of hope. We give them things other than God. Like, um, instead of telling our kids, like, pray or allowing or sitting with our kids and reading the Bible and reading the words, our kids have other things that have filled their time, their space. They have other things that have filled their feelings of like this feels good right Mm -hmm. and so we're kind of we're not training them so if it's not of God then who is it of right 
And so we, we train them in those things. And so then when they become adults, it's the same thing. And even though we know that, like, when you've been trained and when your roots are in God, you know, you will never be departed. So, like, as adults, we'll come back to that. But in these in-between phases where, um, like, in our culture, we have this thing where we put our kids out at 18, you know what I mean? Go out into the world and experience it. Why? What is, like, God is saying, you don't be in this world but not of it, and we literally push our, our kids out in the world with, without giving them the proper training to be in it. And so they end up falling into these false sense of, like, this is what I have to do. So I have sex, drugs, rock and roll, and all things in between. And so that comes back on, like, the dating situations. It comes back on our walking in purpose situations because you have so many kids that are, like, confused. They don't feel like they have a purpose. They don't feel like they know why they're even here. Mm -hmm. But when you raise them up with, like, you do have purpose, so that when I'm 25 or 27, I know what my purpose is. I'm rooted in that. I can't just give my body to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even because I'm physically attracted to you or because we're vibing, mm-hmm. right? But because I know, like, and I had to learn this as an adult, like, you know, just looking back on my, promiscu- my promiscuous years, all of that was because I was not 100% sure of, like, who I was in God. Mm-hmm. And so I, I listen to your story and I'm just, I just like, I see God in all of it. You know, like everything is spiritual because we're spiritual beings. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's almost, it's heartbreaking because we're women, godly women that want to date. So what does that look like? How do we navigate through, okay, I'm celibate, I'm walking this walk. Um, to be honest, most men that I've told that to, they've taken that as like a, oh, she's celibate. I even had one guy, he was joking though. He was like, you celibate? Well, I'll buy a lot. And I was like, no, nah, fool, I'm not saying that. And he was like, no, I know what you mean. Ha, ha. And I was just like, but it's real. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like the, the, um, the training of the kids is in the men, too, the boys, too. Mm-hmm. You know, like, boys need to know that their body is a temple, that they are mm-hmm. just as special as, like, we tell our girls. Like, we hold this thing now, even though we aren't virgins, but I still feel like we're still holding on to, like, that innocence that's in us, like, that part that's, like, still pure, that part that we know that, like, that piece of that of God that's in us, like, we still hold on to that. Mm-hmm. Whereas some men... They don't get to that point. Mm-hmm. They don't see themselves as, like, being pure and innocent. And I think about Adam, and I think about how, like, before he, before God gave him Eve, he had to surrender. The first time that we even see a man surrendering was through Adam's life. Like, he had to surrender. Like, God laid him, like, mm-hmm. God put him to sleep, performed, like, did the work in him before they before he was able to get Eve. Mm-hmm. And how many men know that, like, you have to surrender. You got to surrender. So, like, you have to surrender just like we have to surrender, mm-hmm. um, too. And I don't know. I think, like, being a mom, like, I wish it was it's so many things, like, I could do over. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But just thinking about that story, I just see, like, he doesn't know who he is because when you realize who you are, you walk a certain way. Yeah. You, you talk a certain way. And the fact that he was persistent and trying to get it, you know, to your room, like, what does that prove? Like, what would that have done? You know what I mean? Like, like what, so, so now on the other side of it, it's like, what was the purpose of it? So when you live in and with your purpose and on purpose, mm-hmm. everything you do should bear fruit. Yeah. So what was the, the fruit that was going to bear from that? Right. And I, I think it could have gone two ways, right? Um, it could have shown me I needed more work to do, mm-hmm. right? That I need to fix some things in me. Or it could have been living proof to him that there are women like this out there. But and he already knows that. I don't think he does because the way he was talking to me. No, I'm saying like that it was women that's like like you said, the godly women are the, the freakiest. That's what that's, that's in his mind. To, he it would have proven you, what right, he what thought he had was already right. thought. You know, and I was like, oh no, you ain't met a real one. I'm a real one. But I think I think part of that because I know I've been I know I've been in that space too, mm-hmm. like going to church. I think we all have. Professing my love for God and then still And we fall like, into sin. And fail. Yeah. Like, not only fail, but made a whole bed. A face plan. It. Right. Like, y'all about to just live up in this. Period. Yeah. And I think, I think for him, he got to see God in a different level. Yeah. You know, he got to see God for real. Yeah. You know. But then so that I also goes that. back to, like, building community and having people around you that you can that will, like, hold you accountable. Exactly. Yeah, I think, too, just even aside from women's relationship with God or Christianity, I think a lot of men aren't used to women having boundaries, period, and sticking to what they say, whether it's because of your relationship with God or just, like, no, I just genuinely don't care that much about you to have sex with you, and I mean that. Nothing. You're cute, you're handsome, we're flirting, we're giggling, but that does not mean that now I want you to – be inside of me. Right. I have more respect for my body and for myself, and I don't know you. Right. But and do you I, think I that think women used to that. or girls or young girls now stick to that, or is it just like an all-open smorgasbord? I think it all depends on how you're raised. I, I think it depends on thing. what point you are in your life as well. Like, I think I can't. I don't feel like we should say all of us are the same. Right. Yeah, no, I know we're not I don't all know. the same. I don't know what the young girls these days are doing. I I, I think they're more open than we were when we were younger, though. Not I all of them. They're just not exposed all to so much more. I think it depends on your community, too. Yeah. Like you mentioned. Um, even, like, thinking about the type of community and people, people that women have behind them compared to the type of people that men have behind them. Sometimes men don't have a good support group a good circle of people to even talk to and hold them accountable. Yep. Same thing with women. Um, if you don't have women around you who are, like, having boundaries and having principles and morals, then you can easily fall into what's going on in the world and what yep. you see on social media and what you see on TV. Um, and sometimes as a woman, if you don't have men around you to teach you about how men are mm-hmm. and how even though you say no, they're still going to keep trying and right. don't because they nasty. Like sometimes the men need to tell the <laughs> tell us how men really move. Right. Because they mm-hmm. don't Because that is right. how they move. Yeah. But that's why we need each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, 
you know that's yeah. why we're here that's yeah. the whole reason mm-hmm. for this podcast yeah. so to any young woman out there who you think um if you give in just a little bit that he'll stop asking he's gonna go the next step further and the next step further and the next or if you further. give in then that will mean he's oh gonna this stop. is gonna be my man that yeah. doesn't necessarily mean that mm-hmm. either. exactly <laughs> Exactly. So that's what we're here for, to talk about those things that we don't get to talk about with our parents or our family or our friends that seem like, oh, this could have been shameful or this could have been like, first of all, why'd you let him in your hotel? Like, why'd you, you know, like, first of all, you was fast at him and you don't even know that, man. You gave him your number. I'm like, well, how are you supposed to get to know somebody if you don't create some type of connection? Right. Right. And that was, again, my only time to really connect with him in face to face, not just like over the phone before I left town anyway. So... More of the story is he ain't getting none. And that was that. And uh, we are here. They we are safe. safe. Mm-hmm. We are safe. And uh, boundaries have been written. And, and he things. didn't get no. No. <laughs> <laughs> None of that. <laughs> I think that story just reminded me like that meme that's like. Jesus is going to have to sit on my bed, and, my bed and be like, yo, I'm sending you a friend. Period. Like, I'm going to really need Jesus come knock on my door and be like, this is it. Listen. It's, I, and to be honest, I only really know one guy who was, like, on that same track. He was, like, like trying to hold himself accountable. Like, I really want to do this with you, but Jesus is calling my name right now, so I'm going to just stop. And I was like, well, look at God. They do exist. <laughs> Well, he will. Okay, I like you even more now. (laughs) (laughs) But thank you guys for watching the Glass Hearts podcast. If you like what you saw, please share it with your peoples. Uh, Subscribe to us, and we're going to see y'all another time. One he will. Bye.